insights, interviews, and best practices by clinicians for clinicians. Welcome to GE Healthcare's Clinical View Podcast. Hi, I am Dr. Nicola Cosentino, and welcome to this podcast series on ECG monitoring sponsored by GE Healthcare. Today's topic will be on the ECG monitoring in non-cardiac areas. Well, since the introduction of ECG monitoring in hospital units more than 60 years ago, the goals of monitoring have expanded from simple tracking of a heart rate and basic rhythm to the diagnosis of complex arrhythmias, the detection of myocardial ischemia, and the identification of a prolonged QT interval. Moreover, during the same six decades, major improvements have occurred in cardiac monitoring systems, including computerized arrhythmia detection algorithms, ST-segment ischemia monitoring software, improved noise reduction strategies, multi-lead monitoring, and reduced lead sets for monitoring derived 12-lead ECGs with a minimal number of electrodes. All these technical advances have actually currently led to the implementation of a continuous ECG monitoring, not only in cardiac and cardiac surgery patients, but also in a variety of other critical and non-critical care hospital settings. Notably, although cardiovascular complications in the acutely ill non-cardiac patients are small in number, they are associated with a high mortality and morbidity rate. This makes it essential for physicians to continuously monitor ECG in these patients. And in particular, continuous ECG monitoring should be recommended for non-cardiac patients with major trauma, acute respiratory failure, sepsis, shock, acute pulmonary embolus, major non-cardiac surgery, especially in older or adult patients with a history of coronary artery disease or coronary risk factors, in patients with renal failure with electrolyte abnormalities, such as patients with high potassium level, or in patients with drug overdose, especially from known arrhythmogenics. Let's give an example tricyclic antidepressant, antiarrhythmic. And the first goal of continuous ECG monitoring these patients is to aid in immediate recognition of sudden cardiac arrest to improve time to defibrillation. In particular, nearly two-thirds of the life-threatening ventricular arrhythmias leading to cardiac arrest occur unexpectedly, out of the blue, without the so-called warning arrhythmias. Although, most of them develop in patients with known cardiovascular disease. In addition, continuous ECG monitoring may help recognizing deteriorating arrhythmic conditions such as non-sustained arrhythmias that may lead to a life-threatening arrhythmia. Of note, in all these acute non-cardiac patients, the chance of a new onset arrhythmia can be high, as high as one patient out of five. However, there are other several goals of continuous ECG monitoring in these non-cardiac clinical settings. Indeed, it may assist clinicians in early detecting any serious cardiac, respiratory or neuro neurologic impairment as assessed by an increase in heart rate 
or increase in ventricular ectopic beats. In the hospitalized patient, heart rate helps monitor deterioration and therapy response as patient's heart rate increases before their arterial pressure drops. So heart rate is a vital parameter that needs to be continuously monitored, especially in the acute ill patient. Let's give an example, gastrointestinal bleeding. In order to know if a patient needs to be transferred immediately for endoscopy, you look at vital parameters, mainly heart rate and arterial pressure, as well as arterial blood gases and hemoglobin levels. If we detect a progressive increase in heart rate, probably our patient is keeping bleeding and heart rate will tell us the presence of an active bleeding earlier than hemoglobin levels or arterial pressure drop. And this notion can be actually applied to almost all hospitalized patients. Indeed, an old adage says tachycardia, especially if progressively increased tachycardia is always a bad sign. Continuous ECG monitoring is not only complex arrhythmia and heart rate, it means also myocardial ischemia, so ST segment evaluation, and QT correct interval. Any progressive change in ST segment deviation or QT interval length can be detected earlier by continuous ECG monitoring before the clinical picture becomes over. And this is very important because this will let us have more time to act or counteract the ongoing clinical issue. Indeed, hypoxia, arterial hypotension, or anemia may all lead to ST segment changes, especially ST segment, ST segment depression and or QT interval prolongation. Therefore, in patients hospitalized for clinical reasons beyond acute cardiac issues, continuous ECG monitoring helps clinicians with arrhythmia detection and probably more importantly, with clinical decision-making by anticipating deterioration, by evaluating if the therapy is working and by driving any further diagnostic tests. Thank you for listening to this podcast on ECG monitoring in non-cardiac areas. The next podcast of this series will be on how to prioritize which patients should be monitored with ECG. Thank you for listening to Clinical View Podcasts, brought to you by GE Healthcare. Expand your view at clinicalview.gehealthcare.com.